Yay! Welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We are here to chit chat with you about yarn stuff and a little bit of witchy stuff as well. Yeah, Lauren of Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily of Kitty with the Cupcake. And we're back to our normal Zoom podcasting. Yay! Yes, Emily is safely back home after hanging out with me in California. And we're Mm -hmm. back to our same old BS. Yes. Sweet. Little bit of news this week. Um, We do have a mystery knit-along going on if you wanted to join in. Mm -hmm. The Stripes in Space knit-along. Yes. Clue two is already out the day that this drops on audio. Clue three will be out. So we're moving right along with the Stripes in Space mystery knit along. People are starting to knit with the stripe color and it looks really cool. Check out the Discord, see other people's Mm -hmm. projects. Yep. We do have a Discord through our Fiber Coven uh, server. Is that what it is? That is open to everybody for the Stripes in Space stuff. So join on in. Yes. Uh, If you are looking for that, the link to it is included in the Stripes in Space pattern PDF. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sweet. And then you had some other news for us? Yes. I just wanted to shout out Louisville Jazz Initiative again, the nonprofit organization that my husband is involved with. And uh, we're actually going, they're doing a community event on Saturday. They're going to play some original jazz music in the Russell neighborhood in Louisville. So that's going to be cool. And yeah, they are currently fundraising through Fund for the Arts, uh, which is doing an arts match uh, grant for them. And uh, all of the money that they get for that will be matched by Churchill Downs. Uh, so you can take some money from Derby and put it towards jazz education, original jazz music. And uh, yeah, it'll be good stuff. Should we um, say that it's also about bringing those wonderful things to people who wouldn't otherwise have access to them? Yes, yes. And it's also about making sure that there is racial equity in the jazz industry in Louisville. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. That sounds lovely. Yes. So that's it for our news. And we can jump into our finished objects because we finished stuff this week. We did. I think we know what the other one finished. Yeah, we do. Um, I have mine right here. I finished some socks. They're so cute. You did those so fast. (laughs) It's because the yarn was thick and my stitch count was smaller than usual. Mm -hmm. Are they the same size, even though you were concerned about the yarn being different sizes? They look like they are. Yeah, so I have this hand spun gradient. It is my sock top base, which is a bamboo superwash merino nylon blend. And I dyed it in this little kind of pastel rainbow gradient. And I wanted to have it for Pride Month. And here we are. We are nice and pridey. And I did some kind of, they're not quite knee socks, but they come up my calves. I'm really, I'm really pleased with them. So uh, I did two 50 gram little skeins when I spun it and I'm not a very consistent spinner. And one of them was noticeably thicker than the other. So one sock, I did uh, 60 stitches. The other sock, I did 56 stitch count. So that's why they went so quick, but I'm happy I had, I, I had the, the yardage was actually remarkably similar on the socks. Impressive. Mm-hmm. They look yeah, really good. I, I like how the gradient turned out. The The toes are like pink and then it goes through all the pastel rainbow colors and mm-hmm. the cuff is purple lavender. Yeah. And I did a flegal heel. I'm so into the flegal heel right now. I think it's really good for non-self-striping socks. I think it's just because I've been doing a lot of non-self-striping socks. Mm-hmm. It's been fun to play around with, but I'm excited to get these on my feet for Pride Month. Yeah. 
Yay. What did you finish? I finished this hat. Yay. It's a hat. Did you you end up doing any patterning in your hat? No. (laughs) I just wanted a vanilla something. Vanilla somethings are nice. So that was some of the yarn you got while you were hanging out with me. Yeah. So it's uh, Sock Blank by Aubrey of Storyteller Yarn. And it uh, was called Jazz. And it kind of has like some greeny, yellow, purple. It's kind of like grungy Mardi Gras looking. Yeah. And it was my first time using a Sock Blank to knit something, which was pretty Mm -hmm. fun to work with. I enjoyed it. Chad just finished making me a fruits basket themed hat, which I should have brought here, but I don't have it with me, mm-hmm. uh, with the Hawari Bazaar fruits basket colorway, mm-hmm. uh, which is a similar slouchy beanie to this. So I think I'm going to add this to the gift miss pile and it will be a present for someone because I just got a nice present hat for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the colors are very gender neutral as well. Yes, they c- it could be a present for a traditional dude or a lady woman. And uh or, or a non-binary or, pal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did a long tail tubular cast on for this, which I like to do when I fold up the brims of hats because it mm. makes a really nice edge on that. It does. Uh, and then I just did one by one rib because that works best with the long mm-hmm. tail tubular. And it's like basically a sock head hat aside from that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's all that's going on with this hat. Nice. It fits nice. nice. Great. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about our works in progress now. What have you been knitting on, my friend? So many things. So I got reunited with my waxing moon shawl since I'm back in my home. And Mm -hmm. I'm on the last color. Yeah, my husband and I, it was our anniversary this weekend. And we- anniversary. Thank you. We binge watched a lot of Fruits Basket um, (laughs) on our anniversary. And I got several wedges of this done. Uh, so it's huge. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, it's so large and in charge and it's nearly a full circle now. Yes. Yes. So it's very large. I'm on the last color. Um, and then I'm going to connect it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I wound up the full cake that I'm doing a, I did a bad job, uh, (laughs) the full cake that I am doing a border in. Mm-hmm. And I have to do my plans for my border because I haven't told, I like kind of know what I want to do, but I haven't totally figured it out yet. Yes. And the other thing that I kind of have to figure out is because I have the eyelet sections in between all of the colors, mm-hmm. that's not really possible to do for this last join. Mm-hmm. So I decide if I want to try and approximate it or if I just want to like join it and call it a day. Yeah. That thought had crossed my mind as well. Well, and I thought about it when I started it, but there isn't really a way to do the provisional cast on and have the eyelets there and have it Mm -hmm. not be like a mess to pick up. So I was like, well, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. So I could do the eyelets on this end, but they would be like not quite in the right color and stuff. So I haven't, Mm -hmm. haven't fully figured out how I'm going to solve that. Interesting. I'm excited to see how that turns out. I might just be boring and like do a three needle bind off and call it a day. (laughs) Sorry, I have a wiggly cat in my lap. So wiggles. Hey, Binks. Yes, but that is what's going on with the waxing moon shawl. Mm -hmm. Just shove it back into its bag that it doesn't really fit in anymore. I started a new sock because I finished the rainbow gradient ones. Nice. I found some like deep stash that I lost the tag to. And it's just this cute little like light gray blue with speckles. 
and it, it and it feels it's indie dyed I'm pretty sure but it feels like like a sturdy workhorse yarn it's not like one of the standard bases it feels like a regia or an opal which is good for socks for my partner so I'm just doing my standard little socks for my partner but I'm going to try a flegal heel because I haven't done a flegal heel for him nice but yeah 80 stitches on size zeros because I love him so much a little <laughs> bit of rib in here but, like uh, the little speckles they're cute there's <laughs> It's a cat paw. He's uh, licking his butthole on my lap right now. And his little Mm. foot just stuck right up into the screen. (laughs) But yeah, these are going to be my um, post office on the go knitting. My like background knitting. Mm -hmm. I have made progress on my socks in the witch's brew color. Ooh, yes, yes. Show. They're all kerfuffled. Okay. Yeah, with your extra needle. So I did the toe and, oh, I, I mean the heel. Did the afterthought heel. Yay, it looks so good. Yeah, I really like how they're turning out. And I had started the increases when I was with you. And mm-hmm. I don't know what I was doing because it was way too early to start the increases. I think I measured against an existing sock and like it was kind of mm-hmm. weird because that sock didn't have the wedge toe on it, but this one does. So mm-hmm. I think it made my measuring like kind of inaccurate, just my lazy holding up the sock measuring that I do. So I had started the increases at just like four inches after the heel, which is like way too short. That's not where my calf is. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I went back and I ripped out and I probably only have like, I don't know, a little bit more to do before I start the increases. Now I probably have like around six inches of leg and I usually Mm -hmm. do like seven. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) It's yep. good. It'll it'll fit this way. Yeah. Uh, so it's a sock yeah. and it's cute. I I have so many things. I've been I did some work on my uh, ripple crop top as well. I started a ripple crop top to take to San Francisco when we went a few weeks ago, and I put in some good work on on it. Yeah, I've got maybe about six inches. Oh yeah, it's grown. I like I how remember- the hand spun is working up. Yeah, yeah. So it's really fun. Uh, you were asking how the double pointed needle cozy works for. I see, I see. Mm-hmm. You see, just pop it on there. Mm-hmm. But I've got about six inches of three by three ribbing going for my ripple crop top. This is the second ripple crop top I've made. It's, I really like it. I remember I cast this on and it was like 200 and something stitches. I'm using, I'm doing the second size up. So like one of the smallest sizes and I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be huge. But now that I see it, this looks like something that will fit a me size person. Yeah. It's supposed to be like oversized too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely really nice. I like the hand spun. It's going to give it kind of a different feel than my other one. It's going to be like light and airy, which I like Not that the other one is heavy out of fingering weight, but it's, mm-hmm. it's good. I just have a couple more inches of ribbing to go before I um, branch off for sleeves and v-necks and such nice yeah so it looks boring. good ribbing mm-hmm. is it time to show the thing we have a matching project of now yes Yours did you have more stuff no do you have more stuff no that was it so we picked up the same skein of yarn from firebird yarns in hate in san francisco mm-hmm. and we decided that we needed matching ripple bralettes because of course we do 
Of course we do. Have you got yeah. it? Are you yeah. ready? Yeah. Yeah. Yours One, is going to be bigger than mine. Two. Three. Yay. Yay. Is mine bigger than yours though? Mine is tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But yours is <laughs> lo- longer. More knitting has been done to yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yarn that we picked up at Firebird is the uh, Mitchell's Creations in the Drunken Unicorn colorway. It's they so have- fun to work with. They have all of their unicorn colorways. There's a small section of rainbow followed by like a different color. And this one is just black. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And or is this like a really like 80s, like Lisa Frank looking neon rainbow, mm-hmm. which is majestic. Yeah. Mine yes. is pooling a bit uh, at my mm-hmm. stitch count, which I, I don't mind. I think it's going to form like swirls at least in the bottom ribbing mm-hmm. section you can kind of see mine kind of formed straight lines yeah know. i like that mm-hmm. i tried this on last night because i was very paranoid that this is not going to fit because it's tiny yeah i need to try mine on because mine f- looks big a little bit like i mean it it's more than the width of my rib cage but like i don't know i just i don't want it to be like too stretchy because i can like really Mm-hmm. stretch it out I mean that's pretty big mm-hmm. well it's got to like go over the largest circumference of your chest I know yeah I need to um throw there on was extra cable with the extender and try it on mm-hmm. we were having text discussions of what size to start yours on oh yeah I, I should think- mention that <laughs> mm-hmm. I have knit one of these before and I uh, didn't check gauge at all because I who who does that? I don't I don't check gauge unless it's for a design, uh, and then I check it after the fact, <laughs> or it's unless it's a sweater. Uh, and if it's a sweater project, I check gauge because I don't want to knit a swatch sweater. But this is not a sweater; it's a bra, <laughs> so <laughs> I did not check gauge. And the first time I knit this. I just I think I actively decided to just do the whole thing on the twos, which is the smaller needle in the pattern, uh, because it mentioned that if you wanted a more dense fabric, you could do that. And I was like, I do want a more dense fabric. I don't want people to see my nips. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I kind of forgot that I'm a really tight knitter. And like my size two gauge is like uh, the average knitter is size one or zero gauge. Uh, so it turned out too small and I gave it as a present to my sister and it fit her and she is much smaller than me. So Mm -hmm. it was substantially small. So I am knitting the next size up for this one. I, the size that I had knit that ended up fitting my sister was this, it was the circumference that is supposed to be for me. So I'm doing the next size up on the needles called for in the pattern. So I'm doing the mm-hmm. two for the bottom and then I'm going to do the four for the top mm-hmm. and we'll see yeah. how that goes. <laughs> yeah. So I am actually doing mine all on twos, but varying my gauge. So when I knit with the yarn held in my right hand, my gauge is pr- fairly tight to average. Um, and I did that for the band and then I switched to doing it continental with the yarn in my left where my gauge is very loose. Mm-hmm. So I'm just keeping it on the same needles, but deliberately changing uh, the hand I put my yarn in so that my gauge, it works up like the pattern would suggest. And I actually did a uh, modification because as a member of the itty bitty titty committee, my little boobies don't really hold the band down really well because there's not much there. 
but I do like the look of it being like short and fitted as opposed to more like a partial t- tank top. Yeah, so I think it- I'm going to add a little bit of length to mine, but not too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I cast on provisionally and then I did the required or like the suggested amount of ribbing. I did a row of pearls and then I did that same amount of ribbing again and then I took off the provisional and I put some elastic in there and I um, knitted around together with the provisional and working yarn. So that it's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it formed a good little tube, like the little pearl bumps make it like a real nice edge. I tried it on last night because I was terrified that this child size looking garment was not going to fit me and it, it fits just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt really clever. I saved I saved the elastic out of a pair of old undies and I put that right in there because it fits. That's nice. Hooray. Hooray, boomies. Yeah, I need to I need to try mine on. We'll see. Depending if this fits okay. If I feel like this isn't too tight, then I might just go up to a three for <laughs> the body because I don't I really don't want it to be like too loosey goosey, but I, that's probably silly. What with my gauge being pretty tight. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Going up to a three makes sense. Yeah. Yay. Hey, Wait, rainbow I'm boobs. I'm so excited to have a matching, matching. I know. We're going to be so cute. It's all I want to knit on. Cause every time I get to a rainbow section, I'm like, ew, ew, ew. Yeah. It's all I want to knit on too, because I, I am also amuse, easily amused by the rainbows. I haven't been knitting. I, I actually finished a bunch of stuff because we. this is longer than our normal amount of time because we recorded early mm-hmm. while I was still with you. But I haven't been knitting as much as normal because I have to do moon club things. So mm-hmm. I've been doing candles and stuff. I've been doing moon club stuff too. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I knit on this a bit while I was pouring in between the wax cooling down while I was pouring nice. candles. Did you acquire anything this week? I did. Let's yes. see it. So uh, Chad and I went to Hierophany and Hedge, which nice. is a magic shop in Covington, Kentucky, that is brand new. It opened like the beginning of May, I think. And it's really cool. Um, the couple, I think, bought the building that it's in and they like totally re- redid the front and made it look really cool. I think they're living in the top part of the building and they're going to like mm-hmm. the store is going to be multiple levels at one point. Um, it's just the very front part of the store right now, but it looks really cool. Um, all of their furniture is from an apothecary in France uh, that they shipped it back from. And some of their furniture is like from horror movies and stuff. And they have like random neat like little like artifacts that have like, you know, haunting stories or that kind of thing. Uh, they have a really cool like model of the planets. That's like a mechanical model of the planets in their front window and just like really, really neat stuff. Uh, so I wanted to check it out because I like cool unique retail businesses like that Mm -hmm. and I also heard about it because the creeping moon who designed the anima mundi tarot deck uh, posted that they were carrying the deck which had been sold out for a while and I picked up one of those Ooh, nice so she is a painter and I have one of her uh, altar cloths uh, that she designed but she does some witchy things and uh, they're really nice. They're all like oil paintings that she did wow. for the cards, and they're all um, different animals. So that's the Yay. fool. He's a little fox. 
That's nice. I like that. Yeah, I I enjoy uh, tarot decks that aren't. I mean, it's probably like also why I like Disney movies, right? That aren't representations of people. They're animals. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're really pretty. Um, mm-hmm. They're just really like classic looking, and I also really enjoy them because the texture of the cards is actually like your uh, magnolia tarot. It's like mm-hmm. that kind of like linen-y card texture mm-hmm. so yeah i was excited about this and they had a whole uh giant apothecary cabinet of tarot and they had like mm-hmm. every deck that i've seen pretty much out in the wild and some new to me ones and they have open ones so you can see what the cards are like and play mm-hmm. with them and stuff which is really nice. nice so that was cool um i and- think that's super helpful to just be able to touch them and see if you like the texture of the cards yeah yeah and uh yeah they were really nice i was like just looking in the case and he like came over and opened it and was like we think that you should like handle tarot decks to pick them so like poke things uh so that was nice and i also picked up this little japanese morning star incense in Mm -hmm. the vanilla colorway because i had meant to get some when we were in j-town and forgot but it's just a little vanilla i like that they're like little tiny sticks um Mm -hmm because I have scent issues and then it's not that much smell. Mm-hmm. I also got these two little taper candles. Ooh, they're so skinny. Just because they're skinny and cute, pretty much. <laughs> like, they look like they're the size of pencils. Yeah, yeah. They're just really skinny dip candles. And I also got this tiny cauldron. Oh my goodness. It's a tiny cast iron cauldron for burning mm-hmm. stuff. And I was really impressed by the price of this tiny cauldron. It was $15, which is way cheaper than I have seen them for in other places. The smallest one, which was like about that big, was only $5. So they had really Mm. good prices on stuff in their store. Um, They Mm -hmm. gave me these Palo Santo sticks for freezies. So those are just sitting Mm. in there. Nice. And yeah, so that was neat. If you're in uh, the Cincinnati area, check out Herophany and Hedge. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What a good adventure. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's a perfect lead in to our occult corner this week. And we're yeah. Be doing another color, but we've worked our way through the rainbow already. So we're talking about the uh, offbeat ones and mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about silver today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so silver um, is a precious metal. You probably know that. Uh, so it often signifies riches and wealth because, uh, you know, precious metals, they're expensive. Silver also uh, can represent like purity and clarity because it is like reflective and bright uh, in terms of its appearance. And silver is important in like old timey alchemy practice uh, mm-hmm. because it's one of the main three metals of that. So that's fun. And uh, silver is also the What's color. The third metal? lead is it lead i i don't know about alchemy i know bronze not the person to ask i could look it up (laughs) um also color theory wise uh not really color theory just like magical color theory uh silver often stands in for gray uh, as like a balance between black and white kind of a thing um and being the in between Silver is also associated with the moon Yes, yes. Uh, and everything that the moon signifies. So illusion or waxing and waning. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw something interesting about that because silver has serving wear. Well, as household goods will tarnish and has to be polished. So that change in 
brightness would be very much related to the moon, which changes in the sky. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, silver is also the color of Artemis. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's that like moon goddess. Yes, because the moon. Yes, so that's her like particular color. Um, that's mm-hmm. also maybe why we associate it with the moon or vice versa. Another interesting fun folklore thing about silver is that it's thought to have mystical powers. Like, for example, it can kill werewolves and other the monsters. Bullet. Yes, and that's where that phrase comes from. That idiom, mm-hmm. the silver bullet, is in reference to that kind of supernatural thing. I have some more fun silver-related uh, phrases. The silver screen mm-hmm. for movies. Um, mm-hmm. Silver-tongued. Ooh. Yeah, someone who's like witty and eloquent. Mm-hmm. Um, silver-tongued devil, kind of the same thing, uh, but mm-hmm. all, but person who's witty and maybe a liar. And silver spoon mm-hmm. is another one. Yeah, there's also silver linings. Oh, why wasn't that on the list I was pulling from? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many mm-hmm. silver phrases. So many silver phrases. I didn't get much research done today. It's a little busy. It's okay, though. Yes. Um, but, uh, a lot of the, like, it doesn't, I don't have as many, like, artistic examples because it just, mm-hmm. like, gets used as a material in a lot of stuff as opposed mm-hmm. to being... I mean, obviously there are pieces where it is symbolic, but I mean, a lot of times it's just the material that they're using because they want it to be shiny and like worth money. Mm. So like Tiffany silver, like lots of silver pieces are like considered heirlooms and like passed down from Mm -hmm. generation to generation. Yeah. Isn't collectively in English, I'm, I know this isn't the way that Christians like this phrase, but the bounty on Jesus was 30 pieces of silver, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Too much Star Wars. <laughs> it's not a bounty, Lauren. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't a bounty. That is what Judas was paid to like rat him right. out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it was in a bunch of col- coins in antiquity as well, mm-hmm. just like as currency. Mm hmm. Uh, something that I knew from my Spanish minor is that uh, the country of Argentina is from the Latin Argent. I don't know what the Latin is, but it's from the Latin root for silver because uh, Argentina was rich in silver mines, which um, when the Spanish colonized, they took it all back and built an armada with that money. Mm. Yeah. So Argentina means land of silver. That's fun. I didn't know that. Yeah. I have another fun fact about countries in Spanish. Oh, Jamaica cool. means hibiscus in Spanish. I didn't know that either. Because when you order hibiscus tea at a Caribbean and or Mexican restaurant, it's Jamaica and it's spelled like Jamaica. Huh. Yeah. Now you know. Now I know. Fun country names. That is fun. Mexico is the leading producer of silver. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. So this has nothing to do with silver, but my cat is sitting in my lap right now. He is bent in half with his face between his legs and his tail curled over his head. It is the most ridiculous thing. And I don't know if I can show. <laughs> He's so cute. He's so ridiculous. He's literally just got his tail curled over his head. His little like. He has foot. like a tail faux hawk. <laughs> going on. And it's just like foot in the air, like face buried between his little legs. He's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm talking about you. 
go back to sleep. Sorry. I just thought I had to show that to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, any Mohawk? more fun facts? Well, I just had the thought. Is Mohawk culturally appropriative? I think it's it's hard because obviously, yes. Yeah. Like it. But do we have a different word for that? Mm-hmm. But I think the Mohawk has been part of like the punk scene for so long. And it's very dis- it's stylistically different from Native American tradition that I would argue we should, that would be just one we need a better word for mm-hmm. in my, my expert opinion. I'm yeah. 0% I just, Native. I just had that yeah. thought when I was thinking of what to call Binks's little tail hairstyle there. Yeah. I don't know. That is an interesting thing to ponder. Any uh, Native American people feel free to uh, let us know. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, we can actually do our own homework and Google that when we're done recording. Yes. Google that shit. Mm-mm-mm. What else was there about silver? I really like silver. In ancient Egypt, silver was valued more highly than gold. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it was more rare. Um, imagine. Yeah, I think it's more rare to find naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most silver that we have is like refined. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like a lot of it did come from the new world as well. Yeah. It was interesting, and this is me as a non-native speaker, that was the word in Spanish for silver was used in the narcos for slang for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Silver is the most reflective element, reflecting 95% of the visual light spectrum. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. Silver. Use it in your witchiness. And use it to relate to the moon. The moon and Artemis. Mm-hmm. for all your lunar witchiness and for your balance between light and dark yes pretty interesting i do love the not love but like i think i was most familiar with silver as like the silver bullet as the way to uh kill monsters in yeah and i think it's interesting that a lot of the ways to protect and or defend yourself from monsters of folklore has to do a lot with uh substances that were precious to people at the time like salt Mm -hmm. because lines of salt are often thought and that was like very valuable back in the day when you had to preserve your all your own food or die obviously Mm -hmm. silver has always been precious just the sacrifice of something valuable and precious to uh, protect yourself from things that go bump in the night Mm -hmm. here are some fun facts a single grain of silver can be pressed into a sheet that is 150 times thinner than the average sheet of paper Wow. Silver has more patents issued with its use than all other metals combined. Cool. Yeah. So I guess tell us if you, if and how you use silver in your witchcraft practice. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Most of my jewelry is silver and that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tend to favor silver jewelry as well. Mm-hmm. So we do have a little bit of promo this week. Emily's got a new pattern now. I do. It's in Ethereal Lace Shawls, which is a new collection by Nitpicks. And mm-hmm. it is a crescent-shaped shawl uh, that has an all-over lace pattern. And mm-hmm. it's inspired by uh, intricately painted antique porcelain teacups. Yay! Yes. That's why it's called the tea shop shawl. Yes. Um, so there's kind of like geometric like flowers and stuff on there that so- are fun. 
I don't remember you knitting that in white. I, no, I don't. I, I don't knit okay. the samples for any knit pick shawls. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the way that knit picks works is that they send me the yarn support and I knit it most of the time. Sometimes I have a sock, sock I don't knit the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully knit picks doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I, I don't have to knit the whole thing though. I, they just send me that to like write the pattern basically. Mm-hmm. And then they send the pattern to a test knitter and the test knitter knits that sample and is paid to knit that sample. Nice. Mm-hmm. It looks very beautiful. Yeah. So, so knit picks gets to decide the final color for all of the pieces I design with them. I don't get to pick the color. Yeah, but it looks really good and I'm excited to get the book and see what the book looks like and stuff. Uh, and you can get that on knit picks website. Yay. And is it only available as part of a collection or is it in- available individually? You can- uh, if you would like a physical copy, you have to purchase the book, but you can get a PDF copy from Nitpicks just individually. Um, it's four ninety nine, and or you can uh, get a PDF of the whole book if you are a digital. Yes, as well, uh, and it is knit in lace weight yarn with the alpaca cloud lace. And I should have grabbed mine because <laughs> I haven't actually shown it, but it's it's in the maybe I'll wear it next week. Uh, and this is one of the things when I was really busy in December and I couldn't talk about stuff. This, this is one of the things. And I actually, while we have been recording, I got an email saying that I can, oh no, I can't talk about this other thing. It says July 15th. On July 15th, you'll hear, hear from me. <laughs> Yay. I'm so yes. excited. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sweet. And then just to reiterate for promo, we do have an MCAL going on. There's still plenty of time to join in because it runs through the end of July. Mm-hmm. And you can participate either through Discord or through our Instagram hashtag, Stripes in Space. Uh, getting on to Clue too. Things are fun. Hooray. So if you want to do a modular chevron shaped shawl, come join us for the Stripes in Space MCAL. Yes, please. Sweet. And if you're looking to find us around the internet, uh, you can find my yarns at Etsy as Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe on Etsy. And you can find me on Instagram as Valkyrie underscore fibers. Yes. And you can find me on Ravelry and Payhip as Kitty with a Cupcake. You can also find candles and Power of the Full Moon Club postcards in my Etsy shop, which is Kitty with a Cupcake. And you should check out the Fiber Coven on YouTube. I just posted our little San Francisco travel blog and it is available to everyone on our YouTube. So check that out if you would like to see the kind of video content that we make. Mm -hmm. You can find us together everywhere around the internet as Fiber Coven Mm -hmm. and especially on Patreon. We'd love to have you there. So uh, until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Thank you.